Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Air and Earth Podcast. Today we are talking about one of the key facets of leadership. And it's something that's been coming up in my own life. I'm going to be talking about that with you all. Um, So on a personal level, (laughs) as well as on a more general, big picture, applied in your life kind of level. And this is going to be an episode about humility. Yay! So excited. I'm so excited. Before we dive in, there's a few things I want to share with you all. First of all, remember, 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 if you haven't already, grab the free guide, the Thriving Workbook. These are the concepts that are taken from my signature course in Community Worthy, which is going to be reopening in a few weeks. We don't have an exact date yet. We're just kind of feeling it out and opening it when we feel the time is right. We feel called, right? This last week, we really put our energy, me and my team, and the the women who are already in the community, wanted to put our energy into anti-racism work, into showing up at protests, into reading. I have done some trainings for leaders, right? And for teachers, for space holders. And I'm going to be continuing to do those trainings of how to be inclusive and how to be just a better leader. Like (laughs) it's been a really amazing journey. And honestly, that this is where the episode was inspired, right? Was just having to be so humble this past week, right? So anyway, that's all to say that Worthy is going to be opening again soon. But if you want to dive into the concepts, there is a free, absolutely free workbook You can find the link down below in the show notes to download the the ebook. It has journaling prompts, some reading exercises. It is a really powerful process to go to to clear away all the stuff that's holding you back, all the stuff both internally and externally, recognizing within yourself first how you can work through some of the old beliefs, the old patterns, the old ways of being that are not supportive to you and not supportive to the work that you need to do in the world anymore. So how to clear that away, how to be open to your own truth, to receiving guidance from others, to receiving guidance from the universe, to listening, right? And then how to act on that direction that you're feeling called towards. So how to open up to inspiration and expansion, how to take brave, courageous, consistent action that will lead to real world results. So go through the guide, join us in the course whenever it opens. I'm super excited. We are doing some big, big upgrades in the course. 
And I, I can't wait to share it with you all. And I'll have more information about all of that coming up in the next few weeks. So now let's dive into talking about humility. So there's a few different ways this has come up for me. And I'm just going to be speaking kind of candidly and personally. And, you know, thinking that maybe you might resonate with some of this. So first of all, the idea of humility has had to come up as a collective, right? And it's embraced us individually from the collective. Okay, so let me explain that. So in the past week, we have encountered, past two weeks really, we've encountered this big boost of energy towards change that has been slowly being made, but where there needs to be way, 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 way more change in the movement to dismantle white supremacy, right? So I'm not going to be here teaching on the history of white supremacy. There are plenty of leaders and historians and anti-racism experts who you can go to to learn all about this, and I would encourage you to do so. But now more than ever, right, through social media, through, you know, having our phones everywhere and being able to witness how the police force is in, you know, disproportionate ways policing minority communities, communities that are more in poverty, um, and how that impacts those communities, right? We're coming face to face with a reality. And the reality is that our history in the United States and throughout other areas of the world is one of a quest for power through using money, through using resources, through using people's bodies as a source to create a hierarchy. And in the United States, it's very clear that that hierarchy for 400 years, even through today, has prioritized white people and our needs. (laughs) And you can see these hierarchies in this these systems of oppression in um, in other ways, right? You can see it with women. You can see it with the LGBTQIA community. You can see it. You can see this with indigenous populations, right? So, as a white woman, a white able-bodied <laughs> woman of immense amount of financial privilege, physical privilege, privilege of education, privilege of safety, all of those things. I personally, as well as many people I know, and beyond that, I just know this is going on everywhere, right? We see this, have come up against these uncomfortable feelings of my ancestors did this. Oh my gosh, like, have I gained everything that I've gained because of my privilege? Oh my gosh, is this why I have all of these uncomfortable feelings when it comes to race. Why can't I talk about race? Am I fragile? Why don't I have any friends that look different from me? You know, me, I was I was raised in the South. I was raised in one of the most, probably one of the most racist areas in the country. And there's many racist areas in the country, right? Where, you know, a Black trans individual, their car was burnt, and vandalized simply because they were black and trans. I don't remember the wording that was written on the side, but it was, it was a hate crime 
you know, toward their property and toward their safety, right? And so for me, it brings up feelings of like, the people, you know, some of the people who live in the town where I'm from, oh my gosh, they're racist. What, how, how am I still racist? How is it still ingrained into my nervous system and into my thoughts and my beliefs and the way I speak? So this is where the humility comes in. This is where the need for us to be leaders comes in because we need to not do everything perfectly. We don't need to say the right things. We don't need to have all the education. We don't need to have the master's degrees in political science in order to do something about the systematic racism that is so prevalent and so controlling and so oppressive and literally gets people killed every single day and makes it so that, you know, black women are having to work three jobs in order to feed their children and to pay the rent at higher rates than, you know, their white women counterparts. So we have to be able to be humble and to not take defense, right? To not get offended and frustrated and want to blame and point fingers because we feel uncomfortable when coming up against a reality that feels different from what we have always thought (laughs) we were experiencing. And that humility does not mean that we have to throw ourselves on the ground and, you know, never earn money again (laughs) and never use our voice again. It, in fact, means the opposite. Humility is a form of, of power because it means that we can take in content, we can take in words, we can take in different ways of being and believing we can integrate that and then we can use the knowledge, use the perspective, use the love, right? That we are gaining and the care that we have towards humanity, right? And this can also be applied when learning about, you know, animal agriculture and how terrible it is for the environment and for the animals' lives themselves. This can be applied to when we're coming up against our own homophobic or sexist or misogynist beliefs that we don't even realize we're having, right? This can be applied in so many different areas, but we have to first be willing to listen, to be willing to see things in a new way. And this can also be applied beyond the expanse of activism, right? Beyond the expanse of doing good for others, right? But again, I'm going to say this, doing good for others is always going to be good for yourself too. If you're living in integrity and you're being brave and you're using your energy to support others, that's always, always, always going to come back to you in a variety of different ways. It can come back monetarily. It can come back just by you feeling better about yourself and not feeling so much pressure or guilt, right? I've attended a workshop yesterday with Juliet Obedo, and you can find her on Instagram at Juliet C. Obedo, O-B-O-D-O. And she said that if you want to transmute guilt, you need to get into action, right? So what I'm saying is that through humility, through being able to look at ourselves, we can not only create change for others, But we will also be able to create change for ourselves, not just through the direct activism route, but also through looking at our own bullshit, right? Looking at our own 
judgments on ourselves, our own fears, our own ideas of what it means to be a certain way, our own limitations that we're setting on ourselves for what we can achieve or how much money we can make or what kind of career we can have and why we are setting those judgments and those limitations. And it is super uncomfortable to look at. Sometimes it means you have to dismantle something that you heard your father say when you were eight years old that you've believed ever since, or it may go against something that was in your religious upbringing, or it may go against something that is a pillar of your romantic relationship. But humility is about being open and willing. And from that standpoint, from that willingness to see things in new ways, you can create these massive amounts of change. You can take huge leaps of progress because we need to change. Everything is always changing. And when you're aware of that and you're willing to look at what is not working within yourself, within systems, within your business, And to listen to feedback, to listen to your team, right? This is why I have people on my team. So that, first of all, like, I can't do all of it on my own. And it would be very unhumble for me to say, I'm going to just take care of everybody in my courses. I'm just going to take care of everybody who, you know, signs up for any of my eBooks or signs up for the the mastermind I co-facilitate. Or I'm going to do all my emails or I'm going to do all the podcasting myself. I physically can't do it. But then also from those people, not only am I receiving their support in the way that's moving the business, they can look at me, right, and say, this isn't working, or we should add in this, or actually, if we said this like this, it would be more inclusive, or, and it's the same thing from our students, right? We have to be willing to be criticized in a constructive way, and sometimes that that criticism doesn't come off as as constructive and kind, sometimes people are angry. Sometimes people are so mad. And that's okay. Being humble means willing to meet them where they are, to listen, to hold space for the anger and the frustration, whether that be about something that you said or a way that they're perceiving you. You know, as I've gained a platform, I receive messages that are angry, that where people are, you know, not happy with something that I said or a way I'm doing something. Does that mean that I'm wrong and they're right? Does that mean that they're right and I'm wrong? Did I get those two right? Anyway, you know what I mean. Or does it just mean that we need to sit down and have a have a bit of a conversation? I don't know. It's different for each thing that comes up. There's always going to be tinges of right and wrong, but it's it's kind of beyond that. Humility is being able to see beyond the right and wrong and just try to get aligned with integrity, trying to get aligned with learning, trying to get aligned with doing what's best, not only for you, but for others. And it creates an incredible force of leadership within you. If you are willing to take take in and to transmute and to transform the words and the education and put it into your work, put it into your relationships, put it into 
everything that you do. And another aspect of humility is also being willing to apologize without a attachment to how they are going to return (laughs) or what you're going to get out of it. There's been times where there's been conflict, right? In relationships, in, you know, with clients, with, with friends. And what I've learned and what I try to implement, and I mess this up all the time, right? Like, I'm sure I've said plenty of wrong things in this podcast alone, but hey, like I'm, I'm just showing up, right? And that's like all you can do. Humility. I'm trying. Um, but in those conflicts, I can only clean my side of the street. I can't force them to see things differently. I can't be like, hey, I'm being humble. Fuck you. You need to be humble too. Like that doesn't work, right? So we have to be willing to say, this is where I messed up. I'm sorry. And maybe they'll be like, cool. Or maybe they'll be like, you know, me too. Like, I messed up this. I was triggered, whatever. But it's not up to us. It's not up to us to force them to give us what we want, right? The validation or the the ego boost, right? That's, That's all it is. If we're needing some sort of validation or we're needing... Really, like, it's okay to have your needs met. (laughs) It's okay to set boundaries. But ultimately, it's up to us to clean our side of the street and then set the boundaries for what we'll allow in. So be willing to apologize. Be willing to listen. Be willing to change how you're doing things, right? In your personal lives, in your business, in your work, in your teachings, and whatever it is that you're doing with your romantic partner, with your parents, Be willing to see things in a new way. And I promise you, that will be one of the biggest, biggest, biggest things that you can carry into change for good, right? Because we we always need that. On a personal level, we always have this craving to do more, to be more, to create more, right? And we have to underlayer that with enoughness, right? Because we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to know it all. We're never going to be able to do it all. As we grow, we'll want more growth. So we have to be enough. We have to say, my leadership, my my kindness, my love, my work is enough as it is. And then be able to turn around and have this unconditional love for others where they're enough too. Where they don't need to, you know, like bend the knee or like, bow down to you or to do some grand gesture for you to forgive or to want to uplift them. You can just want to uplift them because they're human or they're, you know, I'm vegan, right? So they're animals or they're, it's the environment. And that's true fulfillment. That's true fulfillment. That's true. We are vehicles, right? We're here for a short period of time on earth. We have a limited amount of energy. We have a limited amount of time. We have a limited amount of words. But through setting a beautiful intention and through lining up our actions to match that intention and integrity, right, we can create limitless expansive change, change that influences many people, that creates a ripple effect, that helps heal your family, that helps heal your children, that helps change the dynamic of your workplace. And it's not easy sometimes. It's not easy. Looking at your shit, being humble, apologizing, 
growing, it's not easy. But you have to keep doing it. And it does get easier because you get more resilient. So that's it. I love you all. Again, download the Thriving Workbook. Totally free in the show notes. It'll come straight to your email. And I hope you have a really awesome day. Um, I can't wait to keep this conversation going. Please screenshot this episode. Share it on your story. I will repost it. Also, if you are listening on Apple iTunes, you can subscribe, leave a review. If you screenshot that review and send it to worthy at melissamoffitt.com, I will send you a free 20-minute long guided meditation on letting go. And that's it. Send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from you, each and every one of you personally. I'm just a human right now recording this in my bathroom, and I love speaking to you. I really do. Okay, I hope you have an awesome day. Talk to you soon.